All right, George, here okay. we go. Great. Feel pumped? Feel good? Pretty pumped. Pretty pumped. All right. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to put this in. This is just us getting ready. Everybody listening, we're not going to put this in the podcast. This is me warming up yeah. my voice. Edit right over this. Morpheus. He's a better man than I am. But you heard it here first, folks. Morpheus, uh, a better man than George. Lawrence Fishburne is certainly a better man than George. Or me, Richard, your host of Worst Scene slash Best Scene, the podcast about movies. Um, If you've not heard us before, what are you doing? This is your first episode? That's ridiculous. You should have been listening way before today. But if you haven't listened before, here's what we do. We watch two movies, a good one and a not-so-good one. And then we choose the worst scene in the good movie and the best scene in the not-so-good movie and decide what was better, the worst scene in the good movie or the best scene in the bad movie. As I mentioned earlier, I am your host, Richard. Now, today is a very special episode uh, about the Matrixes, two of them, uh, because we always have two movies. And I'm joined by... Our usual host, George, uh, has been replaced today by Geo. Um, that's why he sounds, it's, he's coming in from the Matrix right now. We're here in recording in Zion, uh, in the real world, and he is plugged in from the Matrix. Thank you, Geo, for joining us. We also have, and this is a real get for the podcast, Land Agent Smith Abenante. Uh, is, is joining us. So that's, we don't, wouldn't normally talk to, <laughs> to an agent. Uh, on this podcast, but you know, whatever. Wow. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks, guys. I love movies, and I'm uh, a lot nicer guy conversation than you, than you would expect. A lot nicer than you would expect. So it's great to be here. So, as you might have picked up from the title of the podcast today, uh, <laughs> and from what I just said a moment ago, and from the fact that I'm joined by Geo and an Agent Smith, uh, we are talking about. Two movies that are from the Matrix series. Geo, what is our good movie today? Our good movie today is 1999's The Matrix. And um, uh, Morpheus, what's uh, I don't have a better name for you, so I'm just gonna go Morpheus. What's number uh, What's number two on your list? 2001's Matrix Reloaded, or was it 2002? Three, three. I think three. they both came out in three. They yeah, both came out in three. Oh my god. 2003's <laughs> The Matrix Reloaded is our bad movie. Wow. Yeah. And, How about that? Um, as you may have guessed, they, um, Matrix 2 is the sequel to Matrix 1, as it's known. That's right. That's right. That's one that, that is the first time, and a lot of movie buffs know this, but not a lot of other people do, that is the first time that convention was actually introduced. Mm-hmm. where the Matrix 1 was the first film, Matrix 2 was the second. Before that, there had been no concept of using numbers to label uh, movies in a series. Um, so, don't, don't, I, I see uh, Land Agent Smith making a face. Uh, don't think about it. Just go with it. Yeah. So, so Geo, <laughs> first, well, first, we haven't let, we haven't let our guests speak. Oh, yeah. And guests are allowed to speak on the podcast. And some podcasts won't let their guests speak, but here we allow we allow our guests to speak. Now you said hello earlier, uh, Land 
Agent Smith Abenante, but please tell us more about yourself. What are you up to? Mm, what yeah. do you got? To, what do you got for the audience today? Oh God, I didn't know I'd have to do all <laughs> do all that. But I do want to. I should mention that we are we're on a Zoom call. George is dressed in. <laughs> I mean, his uh, name is Gio. Looks like we know. So people the, can imagine what he looks like. I us? assure you that if George has changed his name to Gio. Uh, you, he has also changed his appearance and background to Geo. But I'm used to I'm used to this scene, George. Every every day on the podcast, land as a as a less regular member here. Tell the walk the audience through uh, what you're seeing. Uh, George is fully matrixed out. He's decked out into the matrix gear. He had little goggles on before. Um, he's got the, of course, the background with the the green numbers and digits and characters that you will see in the Matrix. Thanks, my man. And George, you look great. Uh, and we'll we'll share some photos of this wonderful outfit I'm wearing uh, on our social media. So please follow us. Yeah, please do. And uh, Land, of course, is like uh, Agent Smith, and so much as Land's last name uh, begins with Smith, Smith Dash Abenante. So you get the, you get what I was going for earlier when I said that when I introduced him, and then I'm like Morpheus and that I've been gaining weight. So that is yeah, the I, that's how each of us resemble our our characters oh, today. <laughs> that's that's right. Morpheus. That's right. That's right. Of <laughs> course, the, the, the Greek word for fat. Uh, we're thinking of, of that when they named the character. Like a lot of people talk about how Lawrence Fishburne was getting was gaining weight each each uh, each film and that's explained in film by morpheus stress eating a lot because it's a very stressful time for him but they also named the character expecting that to uh to happen that was something he was instructed to do um he wasn't that's, just eating a lot of pizza with the money he made from from the matrix that scene where they're being chased by the squids and he's got like just the bowl full of that gruel that they're eating he's just like <laughs> slopping he's like oh man i hope we get away from those uh, squids <laughs> one of the it's a, it takes me a little bit out of the film but it's one of my favorite scenes uh, yeah. easily and he would he was that's a if you've listened to the the dvd extras he was not asked to do that mm-hmm. uh he but that's what he wanted to bring to the character it's like morpheus stress eaten the more stressful the situation the more morpheus is eaten so that's a little bit of a. That's just a little bit of fact that you might that you'll get here on the on the podcast. A little bit of fact. Uh, we're really good, at least I am, at talking here on on we're seeing. Morphe- oh right, yeah. Now I've mm-hmm. I've gone into sort of a, uh, a fugue state. I want to say. Um, so you're saying Morpheus stress? Uh, if, you're, if you're paying attention, it's in all. Matrix one. Yeah. Or- yeah. What? yeah, what we invite you on here because we think that we expect you really? to have like insight into the films, and now you don't even pick up on this. I think <laughs> no, I come here for your insight. I mean, movies. Listen, I like movies just like the rest of y'all, but mm-hmm. they just pass in and out, in and out my brains, one ear out the other. Mm-hmm. I don't remember stuff like you guys. You see, so I think at the time that's why I come to you. It might still be that Hanna-Barbera is owned by Warner Brothers, and so it was sort of a little inside joke about, you know, like, hey, what if Morpheus was, like, shaggy? Um, 
<laughs> really? <laughs> and it made that yeah. little sound. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> Again, you got to pay close attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people are distracted by the action that's yeah. happening. Um, but if you if you know the films and you know where to look, you'll you'll see it. We encourage it. We'll come back here at the end of the. Stay tuned to the end of the episode, and we'll okay. we'll tell you what sort of prize you can win if you find these scenes when watching your your copy of any of the Matrixes. You know something? I just realized every every. Is that like a? They might. Okay. I don't know if they did this on purpose on or not, but every single one of the four Matrix movies, except for the first one, because it's just the Matrix. But the three, the three sequels. Yes. Did their like subtitles start with an R? Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I think uh, they start with an R E, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. See, this is the kind of insight that you get. Like I didn't even know that coming in here, and George <laughs> is able to tell me that. So now I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, whoa! Now what if that <laughs> means something? I think it actually is Let's see. Let's see. Matrix uh, revoted. Uh, revolution and uh, what's the last one? Refreshed. Uh, it's re- refreshed. That's refreshed. Right. The Matrix refreshed. Refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's, that could be the next one. Um, so, oh, wait, they um, could have, they gum. have gum. They could have gum and uh, pills. Yeah. Oh, and then they could mm-hmm. sell the gum. That's right. It's just sell the gum. About, about a, yeah. a gum salesman. You've got a decision to make: red gum, red gum, or blue gum. Uh, they're both fifty cents. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's the slogan. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you're listening, White Chowskis, I think. Wachowskis. Is that how you say their names? Okay. Yeah, they're listening. Wachowskis. Hope so. They're listening. Yeah, I can't imagine they're busy I mean, right now. What else? No, what else are they doing? Well, Certainly going to every. I mean, only only Lana directed right. the last film, so I think Lily is uh, is is disconnecting herself from the Matrix currently. So at least Lana uh, might be might be listening, and mm-hmm. um, we appreciate it. I have a feeling we're going to talk more about um, Lana's participation um, in our next episode. That's right. That's right. Because both both of them participated in the two films that we are talking about in this episode. Oh yeah. So, Geo, why don't you tell us about our good film? Uh, be glad to. Okay. Pre Millennium Tension, the title of Tricky's second album, was running rampant in 1999. As the 20th century rapidly came to a close, dread seeped into our collective consciousness. The Y2K bug loomed large over our technological heads, while the Telecommunications Act of 1996 allowed corporate monopolies, the Clear Channel in particular, to gobble up radio stations in order to homogenize the airwaves, and religious groups and psychics were predicting that the world would end with the coming of the new millennium. There was something in the air, a change was going to come, and we could feel it. The movies of 1999, unsurprisingly, reflected the zeitgeist of that weird era. Three films in particular were essentially three decidedly different takes on the same material. Mike Judge's Office Space dealt with an office drone who finds that life is worth living once you stop caring about your dead-end job. David Fincher's Fight Club dealt with an office drone who finds something to live for once he discovers self-destruction. And the Wachowskis' The Matrix dealt with an office drone who finds out there's a whole other world out there and he's going to need to fight to save it. Completely demolishing the concept of a sophomore slump, 
The, the Wachowskis exploded onto the scene with their unique hybrid of cyberpunk, paranoia, industrial S&M fashion, and gun-fu. Released just three years after Bound, their acclaimed ultra-indie debut, The Matrix would not only dominate the box office, taking in close to $500 million worldwide, but also change the way movies are made and lodge itself into our collective consciousness in ways that few other popcorn flicks have. Similar to the neo-noir wave that followed Tarantino's emergence, a wave of Matrix wannabes tried their hands at bullet time, slow-mo, and cyberpunky hybrids, but nothing could match the original. The Matrix would go on to annihilate Star Wars Purple Cloak at the 2000 Oscars and spawn three theatrical sequels, an animated spin-off, two video games, and endless real-world conspiracies as to whether or not we are actually living in a simulation, begging the question, is it real, or is it the Matrix? And with that, who would like to go first to figure out what the worst scene in the Matrix is? Land as the as the guest, you you get to choose. Do you want to go first, or do you want to go middle? <clears throat> yeah, I knew nice. you would. So let me. That's the uh, the Matrix. <laughs> There's not really much to say about this movie. Everybody knows what it is. People like it. I like it. I love it. I first saw. I did not see the Matrix at a at a theater. I was not aware of the Matrix in in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, I saw it through a friend who ran a photo lab, uh, who I who I befriended when I was taking pictures to get developed, uh, and because I took a lot of pictures in to get developed, I was photographing weddings at that time in my life. Um, that was my job here in the Matrix. I was a photo rat. That's that was me. I was just I was just out rat. there Sorry. just getting the, getting yeah, the work done, just scrapping. You know, shooting all these weddings. I'll tell you all about those weddings later. But the but he showed me the Matrix on his TV, which this were TVs of the time. It was the year 2000. Uh, so, you know, it's like a, a 25 inch box uh, in which I think the I think the by that time uh, VHS were coming letterbox. And I think we did see a letterbox version. So at least I could see the entire the entire cinematic experience. Uh, but I was blown away because he was he was Richard. Have you seen the Matrix? And and I was like Nathan, no, I have not. And uh, and he said, well, you've got to see the Matrix. Come over and watch it. And I went over and I saw it. And fuck it, that was that was a. I just could not just to be surprised by something, to be surprised by a movie that I somehow did not know exist. And it's. I, yeah, I'm I'm almost speechless with the beauty that I experienced that day with my friend Nate Dog, as he called himself, uh, watching uh, watching The Matrix on his 25 inch, uh, not plasma screen, and so it's hard to pick a bad scene in in this because it's great. The action scenes in this movie are beyond um, anything. Uh, other than anything from Hollywood, other than a movie that had the same fight choreographer, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, several years later. Uh, they're certainly beyond any other film in the series, which uh, each one has its problems with fight choreography, including Reloaded, which we'll talk about later on. Um, but again, I'm almost speechless here because this movie has been talked about almost more than any other movie we've talked about, uh, than maybe the Star Wars trilogy. Right. You get why it's good. You know why it's good. You don't need me to tell you uh, why it's good. So let me tell you why it sucks, and where and and where it uh, it sucks. First, 
I there's just too much leather uh, in this movie. <laughs> if my I can first, be, my first note is, is not can, enough leather. If I can honest, be honest with you, there's just too much, too much leather. <laughs> um, you don't notice it as much in this one, but you definitely notice it as you get deeper into the series. Mm, well, the cast, is, the, the cast is smaller in this one, so maybe. Yeah, so there's there's fewer people. It's like oh, like four people are dressed like that. That's fine. Like, oh, there's like fifty people dressed like this, huh? Is this, <laughs> Is, what is this? What are we doing? What's what, what's is this? Is, why why have you chosen this aesthetic for for the movie? So so that's first off, get that leather out of here. Uh, second, the the fact that things outside the matrix suck. <laughs> they absolutely suck. Like come out here and see the real world and experience for yourself. Mm. That is that is absolute bullshit. And making me take a pill, mm-hmm. and then like you're you're like dressed all in this leather. You're wearing sunglasses that don't have like sun don't don't have the holders on them or whatever that you put on mm-hmm. the side of sunglasses. You're acting like there's gonna be some badass shit. You take me in like a cool old like building uh, with crazy mirrors all around me. And then when I wake up, I'm like in a jail. <laughs> like that's uh-huh. not. First, I wake up. That's fine. I'm being freed from the prison. Sure. That's that's great. All the things are coming out of me. That's whoa, freaky. But then I I uh, I land on your on your ship. I, you get me up on your ship. I wake up and I'm just like in a jail. Do they not have like ru- like area rugs in the real world? <laughs> like, you, well, do yeah. they not have like some creature comforts? Can you not? You have. A, <laughs> I mean, I guess they don't have leather in the. In the in the in the real world, because everybody's wearing like knit sweaters that are falling apart, but they do have rags. They have a lot of rags. They have rags. You can pile rags. a bunch of rags up rags and sit on them. It's a lot of things. That's look nice. At Johnny Depp is just a whole collection of rags. Yeah, that's that is correct, and he lives. Uh, he is he is who the entire like real world is based on in yep. in the Matrix. It's who we all aspire to be. It is who we all aspire to be. So you know, right now what I'm doing is I'm is I'm just stalling because this is the one movie I didn't think about because mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I didn't I you're, didn't stop. Like, you're, so, I, yeah. you're so keyed up oh. about the next one. Oh, I am really, and I am keyed up about it. I already have my opening. Just, I've had it open just looking at it before <laughs> reloaded. Just licking um, your chops. It's like Matrix is great. Okay. That's fucking fantastic. I don't need to say. Um, I I would say my, my least favorite scene, though, because nothing that I've described is really a scene. You wake up in jail. Uh, you, that's not, that's no fun, but it, it, it lends itself to the story. Uh, you, you, um, everybody wears too much leather. That's a, that's a real problem. Something that, that, of course, this is, this is pre 2000. I'm really interested in where, uh, Thomas Anderson works, uh, because it is a very office space type office, but it's not really much of a computer uh, type tech office, but that was pre pre uh, cool San Francisco tech taking over everything. So the whole cubicles and it and stuff is actually probably pretty accurate to what it is to to work in computers in, in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, when I think about my first job like my first one. like tech company job in San Francisco, it was it was probably like that. We had cubicles and uh and it was it was oppressive uh, to <laughs> my soul, you know. Yeah before they invented the open office and I yeah. felt free. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway. 
I'm just trying to, to it's anyway, I'm trying to stall with my mouth while mm-hmm. I think with my <laughs> with my with my brain as to what my least favorite uh, scene is. Uh, and I'm going to say uh, that my least favorite scene, everybody get on the mm. everybody get up on your tiptoes and, and lean in and lean into your headphones, and lean into your speakers. If you're hearing this from down the hall, come running down the hall so you can hear it clearly. If you're about to fall asleep in your bed because you use this as a sleep aid, which I recommend, uh, you should wake right up. Just uh, wake up, get up. Uh, everything's fine. Don't don't be scared. Uh, but I'm just about to tell you hey. the worst scene uh, in The Matrix. And the worst scene in The Matrix is are you with me are you are you are you listening are you are you sticking around uh the worst thing in the matrix is when neo flies off at the end uh, and and it freeze frames uh, for for uh. for several reasons one now he's way too powerful for the next movie this motherfucker can fly this guy can do anything. It really sets up problems for the sequels. Uh, he can't be, can he really be that powerful? Um, so that's my least favorite scene is how it closes because it's setting up the sequels, which um, I really w- wish it hadn't. So that's the, that's my least favorite scene is closing with Neo flying off uh, into, into the air. And it does freeze frame, doesn't it? Am, am I recalling that correctly? Uh, mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Hold on. Let me back up, because I watched this the other day. I want to be clear. Um, I'm thinking of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That's that where a, that ends in a. That's a beautiful film, and it ends in a freeze frame mm-hmm. as Harry flies. Is it Goblet of Fire? No. Whoa. Okay. It's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, where he flies in and he gets uh, does a freeze frame. So oh. I I don't like that scene. Let me be clear. I don't. That's my least favorite <laughs> scene in the Matrix because there's no freeze frame. You should freeze it. <laughs> you should lock in on his face. Let me uh-huh. linger on that and uh, experience that for a minute. So it's that. And also, whenever they go to rescue Morpheus, and they are just fucking shooting that room like uh, like nobody's business. Do they know Morpheus is in there? Because that's uh, they are. They are. First, they go to save Morpheus, and they're in the helicopter, and they're they're shooting the room, and Morpheus is fine because Neo's good at aiming. That's that's been established already uh, during it. But he easily shoots Agent Smith. Is that is that real? Could you really easily shoot Agent Smith even with a fast gun? I don't know that we've established that that's possible yet in the in the in the movies. Mm. So that's my. This is how much I like the Matrix. Is an almost perfect film. Uh, so my least favorite scene is Neo is Neo uh, flying off uh, along with with Morpheus somehow not getting shot while you're blowing away the entire room, uh, and also that they go to that nightclub because there's a lot of leather in there, and I just don't <laughs> I don't I don't like that to go to meet Trinity. Uh, although that's a good conversation with Trinity because I, I do like the uh, I thought you were a man. And mm. um, and then she's like, every man thinks that, and that's the uh, and that's a good that's a good line. But then they're like in this leather club, hanging out, and I'd rather you not know, do that. Honestly, they could go to a club that's not full of leather. People wore other things then; <laughs> they didn't just wear leather. Is, Don't is it definitely leather? Or it's is probably it, scent, uh, it's scent leather. Or it's it's scent uh, leather. or is it real leather, George? You're the um, so- geo. So Trinity is wearing PVC because it was cheaper and it was shinier. 
Um, <laughs> they put Neo in sort of a wool so it could uh, f- float more when the wind hit him. Uh, I think everybody else is in leather or uh, alligator. Ooh, alligator. A, a, I feel like there's some alligator happening. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there are a lot of textures. Is this the scene where... Yeah. Is this the movie that... that uh, Robert Zombie's Dracula is played. Yes, this is that movie. <laughs> yeah, in the back of my Dracula. <laughs> I, I, I often get just reason. the uh, uh, just the chorus stuck in my head, and so we I saw Chalky do a thing where he was playing that a, a bunch of times on repeat, and uh, I think it was Chalky. So it got stuck in my head even mm-hmm. harder. That sounds right. Former guest, Chucky. Former guest, future guest, mm-hmm. uh, as as well. <laughs> Whoa! And Holy shit! Guest. And like Agent Agent Smith morphs into Chucky. <laughs> Whoa! Also, this movie did. <laughs> I I think the real hero of this whole series is is Joey Pants mm-hmm. uh, as Cipher. Like you, we see we don't see it in this one. Uh, they're essentially on a on a ship that's a prison. That's fine. You don't know because you ca- you hear about Zion, and maybe that's cool. You find out later that it's not the you find, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. later on in this episode. Pretty soon, pretty soon. <laughs> we, yeah. You're going to hear about it real soon. But so he just wants to eat a steak and have a good time. And Morpheus, mm-hmm. likes this fucker. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't tell you there's no steak in the real world. Imagine right. if you're like having a great time. And the guy's like, but I'm going to show you the truth. Again, I, I got to come back to this. I'm going to show you the truth. And the truth is just a pile of shit. And you could have just stayed in here eating steak, drinking wine. They don't even have any alcohol, it looks like. Probably some, like, rock gut, like, bathtub gin. There is that, uh, yes. There's, um, but there's not, you can't just go get, like, mm-hmm. the computer knows what you want. <laughs> the computer knows what you want with a, as the computer explains and reloaded, with also a certain degree of unhappiness in there too, because they know what humans need. Oh, uh, yeah. But but the real world is just all unhappiness. The real world is knit sweaters and uh, and weirdos like fucking. And I don't. That's just not. And gruel. And those are mm-hmm. three things. I like knit sweaters though. Yeah, exactly. And eventually you die too. You're not immortal. In the... Yeah, you're they've been tricking you. You're immortal out like, here. Oh, so again, this guy looks so cool, but... and then you see him in real life, and he's like. And he's fucking just dressed all in gray because they don't have color there. Mm-hmm. And they don't, it's, I've gone on, I've gone on long enough. Land, what's the worst scene in this movie? <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Land Smith <laughs> speaking. Um, uh-huh. I am related to a lot of Jada people. Pinkett Smith. Uh, Agent Smith, Anna uh-huh. Nicole Smith, yeah. Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith. Let's not forget. Uh, anyway, it's great to be here. Great to be here. Um, Matrix is, is actually one of my favorite yeah. movies, I think. It's, it was really good watching it recently. Um, I love The Matrix. As you know, I am a hacker. Around the time that uh, The Matrix came out, I was really into hacking, uh, smoking weed, and philosophy. Like, um, well, we'll talk about the allegory of the cave or Plato's right. cave, if you will. Uh, so the matrix really, really connected with me hard. I was just like, oh, this is like explaining like how I feel like shit, like, like existing is weird, man. And what if it was something else? And it, 
and on top of that it's a very well-made movie it's like it was hard to find a, a worse scene of this movie what else oh uh, it reminded me that in my philosophy class i took in a, at pcc pasadena city college um i had this professor of, of philosophy named uh, justice richards who blew my mind and i just looked at i just looked him up and he's still blowing minds on ratemyprofessor.com uh up up until 2020 but mostly he would just do like rants not about the textbook or anything but in retrospect oh. <laughs> he might have just been sort of a, a conspiracy theorist but uh just like very interesting stuff and he was just like a really compelling speaker and uh, i i love this guy but anyway in this class we watched uh the matrix because that's what i don't know it was a it was it was a city college it was like community college <laughs> but um great great movie um <laughs> philosophy teacher was off the chain uh i love uh okay the worst part of this movie which i didn't watch all the way through to be honest because i just watched it right before so it's fresh in my memory mm. but i don't like the uh kung fu scene or karate kung scene fu. what kung which fu. which martial art are they doing it's kung fu <laughs> Uh, and I really don't like the little hand movement where Bruce, he does a little flip, like, like come here or whatever. I think that's just, mm-hmm. I think that's a little, that's a little corny. Oh, is it a Bruce Lee reference? Oh, yep. <laughs> I don't know this stuff, but it's corny to me. And I don't really like fight scenes. All of the Matrix does have great, like the intro fight scene with Trinity is fucking incredible. So fucking cool, just like to this day. But I don't care for like, a bunch of like, wah, whoo, pa, whoo, whoo. and that's Great that's pick. not my not my style. So I'm just gonna pick that. But I liked um, Richards as well. I don't like when he does Superman Thank you. either. <laughs> now that you mention it, <laughs> certainly. Wow. And I think I've filled my time. <laughs> I, I do like the notion that you just dismissed the kung fu scene of a movie full of kung fu scenes. Oh. <laughs> um, you mean the one where they're in the training? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean the one. Yep. Yep. The one yep. with Fishburn and they're in the training room. I, f- I found that a little corny. That's also <laughs> kind of where I had to stop watching. Um, it's a, a very strange right for this podcast. Um, which is a coincidence. And uh, at the scene where the opening fight scene with Trinity, like you have, you don't know she could be a she could be the bad guy in this. That's what's great. Uh, you have no idea what's going on the police are there and they're like your men are already dead and the, of course that's uh that's agent smith saying that and like now i know now i know she's and the good she, guy but like, i didn't know the first time it's like who what is what i thought mm-hmm. anyway george um thanks i um i didn't want to see this i didn't see it in the theater i saw it on a tv um my uh, a guy that i knew named john uh, that doesn't matter. That's not an important bit of information. Is uh, that a is that a direct like commentary on me describing the person who showed me the major? No, no. <laughs> I I had something all thought out and just abandoned it. Anyway, but he had he actually had a rumble like subwoofer I think behind the couch, and he had a new TV. He he had money. He had an Audi. Mm. He had money, Ooh. and so it was. I don't know that if it was a, a flat TV or just a really big uh, bubble TV, but it was big, and it was incredible. I was like, "What the fuck?" And the 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 shootout scene near the end, where they're shooting all the 
nameless security guards in slow motion. Um, that he 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 said, I gotta watch this again. And I always watch this two times in a row whenever I watch it, and um, it was great. It was I, but I really I saw the the poster, I saw the ad, I thought, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need I don't need this. Too much leather. Um, <laughs> yeah, too much leather. Yeah, and I, I will say that I, I I really like this movie. I prefer I prefer Dark City. I don't know if you guys have seen Dark City. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. All, it's a very similar story, but mm, kind of weirder. Um, and it's also a pastiche of different styles. Um, mm. Less fighting. There's actually way less fighting in that. Um, so yeah, uh, I I I did have t- uh, trouble picking. I I don't I don't like any of the supermaning that happens in any of these movies. But um, and also, Joe Pantoliano, mm-hmm. Joey Pants. Does a lot to like lend credibility. I mean, as great as Lawrence Fishburne is, adding Joey Pants to the mix also, it's like, wow, this is a really fascinating and kind of deep cast. Um, but I, I don't know much about practical martial arts. Keanu looks like he's got some good form. There's some good, but I think that the fighting goes on too long. I'm with you, Land. I, I was before I rewatched this. I thought the kung fu dojo scene was always my least favorite thing. But rewatching it, it was really great. There was hmm. something um, I was excited by it for the first time ever. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not. It's but not. I, I'm with, it's I mean, so that iconic. I guess the, the little uh, the Bruce Lee move. I the 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 legend has it that it was an improv by Keanu in the moment. So, and then it. Um, spoiler alert! I think mm. it finds its way into all the other Matrix movies. I, I haven't seen the Animatrix, so I can't be totally f- sure on that. Um, God, yeah, and also the effects. I think because there's so much actual wire work and uh-huh. actual stunt work and just sort of digital nudging of that, it looks great today. It really, except really the, does. Except for the Superman, which is just all digital. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and so uh, I, I know I wrote down a pick I swear to god I did this isn't like last time when I just picked one of the ones you guys picked <laughs> <laughs> oh also to your point Land Ebert complained that this movie is has got so many great ideas that it's a shame that it devolves into just a gunfight movie um, yeah oh, that's a really good okay. point um the uh, the kids doing the spoon trick was sort of annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I was like, all right, <laughs> that's that's not obvious. It was, yeah. So I, I want to say though, I love the production design of this movie. The look, the grime, the 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 way it's shot, the way it's lit, the the, the color schemes. It's so cool. Like nothing had looked like this before. Yeah. Um, it yeah. does. And it still holds up. You look at it, it's like, wow, Looks holy shit. It's, uh, I think watching this as a double feature yeah. with like a David Fincher movie would just be like the, the grimiest double feature you could see. Like both crisp and grimy at the same time. Um, but this is just uh, remarkable. So yeah, the kids bending spoons, you know, it's 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 a little hacky. Uh, and also I hate children. So that's my pick. That would have been something if, uh, if to prove you were the one, you had to have like yeah. a fight tournament there at the mm. Oracle's house With and the Neo had to fight that kid. Uh-huh. Um, 
That'd have been fun. That would have been fun. It's just 20 minutes of that and then the roll credits. Because <laughs> you're setting up the sequel. Like he, uh-huh. he is the one. He beat the shit out of that kid. Yeah. And in the second one, he's got to beat up some teenagers. Yeah. You work your way up to Smith. Yeah. And then by the fourth one, he's in a retirement home, just like kicking the shit out of uh, old people. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> what you build up to throughout the series. Uh, yeah. That, that was that was the least amount of like dicking around I think I've done in my sum up. So yeah, cool. Cool. So I guess we'll go to an ad, and when we come back, we'll learn why <laughs> Roger Ebert was yes. Ebert was wrong about the ideas in this film. Well, we don't have regular sponsors here um, at Worst Scene, Best Scene, but uh, we do have a loose affiliation with other like-minded podcasters and um, filmmakers and um, weirdo mutants. Um, So we were just talking about Midnight Run. Um, I also want to mention there is a really great super independent film. By super independent, I mean made for nothing. I mean like pocket change. Uh, This this movie came out last year. It was a part of some film festivals. I had the honor honor of... um, voting for it at the Scum Dance Film Festival. Uh, but Midnight Run was directed by um, a guy who I like to think of as a friend now, Richard A. Hernandez. And they are going to be putting out a DVD or a Blu-ray of it very soon. So you can find them on Instagram at Ramblings Productions uh, or on Twitter at Ramblings Prod. Uh, check them out. I also want to... Um, as always, mention our friends at Eating After Midnight. It's a great podcast. It's available anywhere podcasts are um, sold for free. And um, also our other friends at Ad Wizards. Uh, they're also available at um, all podcast sources. Uh, Richard, what's that last one? I always mess this one up. The last one is the Infinity Shirt. Infinity-shirt.com. Uh, where you can go and buy a shirt that will allow you to stare into infinity. You should, uh, everybody should have the shirt. It should be, if you've ever heard of the potato parcel, it should be the potato parcel of our era. Uh, it is, it is, uh, it, I own one and I was wearing it around the other day uh, at a campground and everybody who saw it pointed and laughed and laughed. Now, normally that happens to me. But this time it was specifically because of the shirt. It wasn't because of anything else that was going on. So the shirt, one, distract the people from all the other things that you might laugh at that's happening with me. But that's because it was genuinely funny. It wasn't being, it wasn't because it was pathetic or something. Now, we're going too far down no. this road. No, no, no. Infinity shirt is a hilarious thing. Infinity-shirt.com. Go check it out. Yeah. And uh, so Midnight Run, Instagram, Rambling Productions, ramblings productions twitter at ramblings prod eating after midnight uh on instagram they are just uh, all one word eating after midnight podcast ad wizards also on instagram ad wizards pod oh and also we're on uh, facebook and that's a uh, worst scene best scene and we're also on instagram now at worst scene look at us on all these visual mediums uh, as for a for an audio uh platform yeah, there just needs to be a website. I, I don't understand what I said. There, there should be a website where it's just everything on. It's just audio is happening. Is that where we should yeah, list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that no. a website? I guess um, 
Spotify. My, I guess I guess everywhere where you listen to a podcast is a website where audio is happening. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I'll say I had an AOL site and it was just uh, audio clips of Charlton Heston from Planet of the Apes on loop. So that's I think is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, fair enough. There you go. <laughs> we did it. We did ads. We got through. We got through those ads, and that went just fine. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, so when my when my friend Nathan and the the photo guy uh, showed me the Matrix at the end. He's like, "They're gonna make a, they're gonna make a sequel to this man." And I, uh, being young and pure of heart, he was a bit older. Um, I was like, "No, that movie was perfect. You don't make a sequel to that. That's just perfect." Um, but then they, then they did. Then they made a sequel. Uh, as we know, it's called The Matrix Reloaded, a film that asks a series of questions of the viewer. What if I told you there is an 18-year-old kid from San Diego who just discovered Buddhism at this party you're attending, and he's going to corner you and not shut up about it for two hours? Would you like that? <laughs> what if I told you the first people who escaped the Matrix were the founders of Burning Man, and the only people they actively sought to release into the real world were people who had also previously attended Burning Man? Hmm. Would you like that? What if I told you we're going to introduce a bunch of weirdos who you hate? Would you like that? <laughs> what if I told you there were like 2,000 people or programs or androids or whatever in the Matrix who are equally as powerful as Neo, so every fight scene goes on for about 20 minutes too long and feels like you're watching a cousin you don't like play Mortal Kombat against the computer on a PS2 he only has one controller for while he refuses to give you a turn? Would you like that? That's true. Thank you. Thank you, Land. That is true. <laughs> the answer to these questions is the same. No, I do not like that. I remember absolutely despising this movie when it came out, and I continue to despise it to this day. Finding it to be, finding it to be yet another disappointing sequel on the level of the Star Wars prequels. That's why I'm mildly shocked to note it has a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, giving it a higher score than the good film of our next episode, Matrix Resurrections. Reloaded feels like a Star Wars prequel in all the wrong ways, which is the only way to be like a Star Wars prequel. The acting is not great, the story is convoluted for no reason, the action feels and often looks like a cheap video game, and people in it are weird as shit. I do not like this movie, I like it even less honestly than Revolutions, which is a worse movie. Uh, but with all that said, what's the best scene uh, in this in this film? Uh, Lan, I'll let you go middle again if you're into that. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, unlike the first, unlike every other Matrix movie, I was excited for this one. I really, really was, and this is the only one that I saw in the theater. Um, and I remember when they were filming, there was an open casting call. Uh, there were a lot of people who were burners, like the Burning Man crew. Mm. Um, some of Nisha's roommates at the time, I think. There were people that that they knew who were in the, the whole opening Zion dance scene that... Um, <laughs> boy, if this was the good movie, I, I'd be, it'd be hard to like just narrow this down to like one bad thing. Um, I will say that there are good things in this. It, it starts well enough, mm -hmm. and then it just really quickly... Uh, become something that I have no interest in seeing, and uh, so it goes. Um, hmm. Also, if they're constantly under attack, how come they have so much time to have speeches 
and dance parties. <laughs> You've got to have hope, George. Oh, you're right. I got to blow off some steam, bro. <laughs> and then right. Cipher was right. I'd be making posters, putting that up. Cipher <laughs> was right all over, all yes. over that town. Yes. Yes. Here at Worstein, we are Team Blue Pill. That's right. Um, <laughs> and not just because of uh, ED. Um, and not just because of weird right-wing idiots taking the red pill. Oh, Christ. That sucks that we have to be blue pill people just because of... Oh, fuck. This world is great. Well, it's also <laughs> Democrats is blue and... Uh, <laughs> I, I saw a... I saw Elon Musk said, oh, fuck. take the red pill, and then... Um, Lady Trump, what's her, what's the Ivanka, Ivana of Ivanka, Ivanka Trump, little Trump, J Trump mm -hmm. Jr., whatever her name is. She then wrote, I already have in response to him already taken. And then mm. and then Lana Wachowski just replied, fuck you both hey, <laughs> in, the, in, that right. in that Twitter thread, um, which was which was great. That's great. Um, hmm. You know. We could talk a long time about how bad this is. Um, I almost, you know, I almost picked the fight with all the Smiths, but there's a certain point where it becomes almost totally CG, and yeah. it is not. It is not as good as they think it is. It's, I know no. that a lot of people worked hard on this, but it's it <laughs> never looks good. Like when it's a full CG character, it. I will say that all the stuff with the squids and all the spaceships and all that stuff looks great because. It's all fantastical. I've never seen that before. So whatever you tell me it is, my eyes will believe it, and um, my soul will be nourished, unlike these fight <laughs> scenes, which are not nourishing. No. Um, Seeing a fake Hugo Weaving does yeah. not nourish my soul. No. The real Hugo Weaving, absolutely. Yeah. Also, Hugo Weaving, every time he's in a scene where, it's, where he's CG, he gets paid half of what he would normally get paid if he was like live. Bullshit. So, yeah, that is bullshit. Um so I think that god damn this is the first time where I start to have uh, gun fu fatigue although not <laughs> as bad it gets much worse as the series goes on uh, I wrote down boring at the bottom of my notes oh my god there's <laughs> even more notes Jesus <laughs> Christ uh, okay yeah board um <laughs> so are they actually doing are they retconning as they go along i feel i feel like this is a, a trilogy that should have been one movie I, f I i don't realize that when i watched it i was like well there's no way you can follow this up like neo becomes all powerful and, and wins they win but i felt that same way at the end of star wars well, Death Star blew up. Darth Vader's all fucked up. The guys, uh, they got, they won the Olympics, and they're all set. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good joke about those medals. Thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even, and what's great about it is that you've, they don't even show the Olympics. No, because George Lucas trusts you to get what's happening. Yeah, it's like okay, they blew up the Death Star, came back, competed in the Olympics, and then won these medals. And you know, it's just to show that time has passed. That's the, completely unrelated. The way that you naturally show time passing in the film <laughs> is that there's an off-screen Olympics, and then you win a medal. That's the reason that Chewbacca doesn't get a medal. He yeah. didn't win anything in the Olympics. He helped right. blow up the Death Star. That's right. 
But it had nothing to do with the Olympics. Yeah, that was the one thing that Lucas fought for. Is like, look, they can't all win medals. It has to have some element of realism. That's one right. of them's not going to make the podium. <laughs> That's right. Um, his, his bullet belt is kind of a medal or like a bandolier, I guess is what hmm? you call it. I mean, maybe they thought it was just too much. Uh, that's that's what people were telling him, trying to comfort him. Yeah. Like, your bandolier is kind of a medal, so that's cool, right? I know you didn't win. Gold, we'll hang a gold coin from your bandolier, okay? And then, and then he said in his inimitable way that uh, each each uh, pocket is full of a gold bullet right for their fucking faces. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounded more like... <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yep, yep. There it is. <laughs> uh, I have a few statistical notes here about this movie. The only one I really want to share is that I think 84 bottles of hair gel were used uh, in the making of this film, uh, which is also the same amount that was a used... Day. In the, yeah, a day. Which is also the same amount that was used in the pilot of MTV's The Jersey Shore. Am I right? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> wow, I was I was expecting that would uh, go over um, better. Okay. Um, I, I, before we move on, Ergo, that Ergo scene with the that guy sucks. It's it's maybe the worst scene I've ever seen in a movie. With the what that guy's name? Who sucks? What is that guy's name? What you... the guy who's saying Ergo? The the guy who designed the Matrix. Or oh whatever? yeah, the architect. The architect. Oh my god, that's awful. That's that is. I I mean maybe my least favorite scene in any movie. <laughs> I remember watching it in the theater, and I may have said, "You've got to be fucking shitting me!" Like I I I, I was pretty done at that point. Um, so that's the worst scene. The best scene. I I'm a little torn. I I think that I like the opening. Trinity once again is great. Mm-hmm. I think Trinity is really great in this movie. It's a great Trinity movie. Um, oh fuck, that pays. Oh shit. Okay, fine. These are all starting to be a little bit better in my head. Um, but I think that the, the opening Trinity sequence, you know, being a, both a callback to the first one and also another example of how cool they've made this character, um, is the easy pick for me. I like a lot of the stuff in the car chase, but it's also fucking. Is that thing like forty-five minutes long? It's, it's so long. It is long. Yeah. I start to like. What's happening? I know you built a freeway to do this, and you got to use it all, but man, it's hard to watch. I, I really started to zone out. So Did they build the freeway. Where'd they build the freeway, George? Alameda. Yeah, oh. that's why sometimes when you I, wait, that was when I lived in San Francisco, right? Mm. For... No, you would you. No? Um, it was right before you moved here. Okay, like, I kind of yeah. I remember that though. Yeah, I think it's the same spot where they filmed the MythBusters, where they filmed the, the Alameda decommissioned um, naval yard. Yeah, it's right at the edge where Hangar One and everything is, like just right oh, yeah. past that. Mm. It's all that's it's it's really interesting because sometimes you just see the San Francisco skyline, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they show like the fake city skyline, like the imaginary non-existent yeah. city, and then sometimes you just show San Francisco again. <laughs> it's, like, did you notice that that you were doing that when you were when you were like making the scene? It, if it's not on purpose, it works. I mean, if it is on purpose, it works. I think yeah, that yeah. you know, in the first one, there are some shots where it's like, oh, I think that's San Francisco, and then the next shot is obviously. Sydney, Australia, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, th- I don't have any other notes to pick something else. I will say that one of the um, conceptual artists on this is Jeff Darrow, who is an incredible comic book illustrator. He did a series called Hard Boiled with uh, Frank Miller, and it is 
Land, I've shown you this. It's that really detailed stuff with the guy smashing through walls and like robots and guns, and it's 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 beautiful stuff. Yeah. He's also he's also a nice guy. So um, yeah. Okay. Trinity at the beginning. Whatever. Great. <laughs> The best scene. Wait, what was? We're, we're not. We're not. I mean, we're not really here to honor this movie. We're just, just getting through we're, it. We're here to bury it. Yes. And land. What is your favorite scene in in the Matrix Reloaded? Matrix Two Reloaded. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Somebody's been listening to the soundtrack. <laughs> what? Is it? Oh, speaking of soundtrack, uh, Kickass Rage Against the Machine song uh, for the credits. Um, yep. I uh, love love to hear it. What else we <laughs> good, got? Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this movie it ain't. I say the first hour of this movie ain't good. And uh, <laughs> I mean, we all we've we've all covered it. The cave rave. Why why does it go rave. on so long? Uh, it goes on for a real long time. You could mm-hmm. you could have just done it in like thirty seconds. We've been like, all right. Mm-hmm. Also, all the dialogue is bad. Like mm-hmm. uh-huh. the first one had good dialogue, then the next one, then the dialogue wasn't so good. It was just like, Ugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know too much, but I know when I hear something that's good, and this time it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? The allegory of the cave. Um, oh, I guess that's what the cave rave is about. Yes. Oh God, fuck! It probably is. It's probably like a really like. Uh, on the nose reference to uh, Plato's cave. Uh, um, so my have I have I have I said enough things where I can come to my conclusion? Oh, oh. Uh, a lot of the, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A lot of the um, the computer graphics of this movie look like a PS2. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I, I would like to say that I have either of you guys seen the latest um, Unreal Five? engine demo with the matrix yes, yes. have you have no you, looks it great is, our our friend craig showed it to me uh, uh-huh. and it is uh it is the most mind-blowing like graphics engine it's realistic it looks like you're just like controlling video and it's uh it's totally awesome so check out that unreal 5 demo of the matrix that's that's probably the best matrix content right now even though i haven't really seen the latest one um well all of that being said i'm gonna say the best scene of this movie is the car chase scene which is very well done even though it goes on for a very long time but we got the uh the white dreadlock guys uh, <laughs> this is actually one of the few action sequences where it has like the level of quality as the first one i would say and like they're all like in the first one a lot of the action sequences are just beautifully scripted all the dialogue is like really good and it's just like all perfectly timed right this thing this long ass action sequence got a lot of things right and and the computer graphics look pretty good so i'm gonna say that it's good i mean all the stuff with trinity on the motorcycle is actually really fantastic um i I, again i almost picked the scene it just i just i i wanted a shorter scene to pick so Good job. Well, yeah. that's my scene. Nice. You did it. Um, <laughs> this movie is just garbage. What a <laughs> just trash. I've been seeing people lately. There's been this Twitter thing where people are like, the well, the reloaded 
like highway scene is one of the greatest action scenes of all time. You know what? Shut the fuck up. Hey, that's me you're talking you, to. You said it was the best scene in this movie. You didn't say it's one of the greatest action scenes of all time. All right, it's one right. thing to choose it as the best scene in the movie. Um, but it's just, it's all, it, there's all this kind of, just like with the Star Wars prequels, I can feel this inching up of people like, you know, actually, that was good. Like, you know, no, it wasn't. And it isn't. And stop saying that it is. It's not. I was listening to another podcast talking about Reloaded. Um, and they were talking about how much better Reloaded is than like a Marvel movie. And I'm like, whoa, you're fucking idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. Marvel movie have like characters I like, like having funny interactions with each other. And there's like a cool graphic that that'll happen, like a cool special effect. And the Hulk will smash something, but it'll be funny. Um, like you don't you don't know what you're talking about. If you think the Matrix, it's probably it's probably better than the Eternals or something, but it's not. It's not like better than a your standard Marvel movie. That's just a dumb thing to say. Martin Scorsese, listening to your podcast talking about that. Um, but yeah, this movie, this movie's trash. Just what, what, what? You take something that's like great, and you're like, what do people like about this? And like, cool. You know what they'd like more? Going in like a dirty. Like they'd like to spend more time on the ship just like hanging out they'd like to go to a place that's like the ship but big and there are a lot of people there um also they should feel like really like they should feel like kind of grossed out by the sex like <laughs> people like sex too much they should feel kind of gross about it so i'm going to make you feel gross about sex while you, you think they were this. intentionally trying to gross us absolutely out? they were like forget <laughs> sex people like it too much like let's man i want people <laughs> to stop having it <laughs> and so it worked worked that's like when when like when they get to the Zion and Trinity and Neo are just, just like Neo's got that got a huge boner and and Trinity's <laughs> just ready to go. And like like they haven't fucked apparently ever. Um, it's like can't they fuck on the ship? Like that's you got your own room. It's not like you haven't seen each other in the, in months. Like you you can just fuck on the ship, man. Calm down. It's not like this place is better than the ship. This is worse than the ship. This place is trash. <laughs> Like stay on the ship and fuck on there, and then you you get there and there's like a council of just weirdos fucking mm-hmm. running the place. Uh, Cipher was right. If I get if, if you downloaded me to the to the real world, and then you take me there and I have to like and like some like stilted version of Cornell West is there, acting right. like an asshole and um, played by Cornell West, played by Cornell West, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> This is there's put Cornell West put Cornell West in as like a random member of your like council, not like the main one. He's like, oh, this is also just Cornell West is here. Well, maybe you really like the Matrix, which I appreciate. Um, but the and did everybody? It's a real militaristic down there in Zion. Like people calling each other sir, and there's like generals. Uh, what I the don't know. Fuck? I don't know if it's as noticeable in this as much as it is in Revolutions. Yeah. It's so dumb. Like they're all wearing like unraveling clothes that they must have scrapped together. <laughs> but all the fucking captains are all wearing the same color and cut of scrappy ass shirts. It's like that's dumb. Yeah. Like the idea of a uniform. It's just um, I don't know. I, I thought that was dumb. It was I, dumb. These are all supposed to be like you implied earlier. These people all came here from Burning Man, and now they're all talking like a fucking Sergeant Slaughter. 
uh, and that's <laughs> and I don't. Oh man, he would be great on that council. <laughs> he really would have been. Wait, I, <laughs> I, I want to talk about the scraps. Where are they getting these scraps? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I will tell you where. Where? Hair. Um, they're hair? growing. They're growing their scraps. Those are the, all the clothes. Human, human hair are, scraps. They are all made of white boy dreads. All of the all of the <laughs> clothes. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Oh my god! And then, and then they're like, they go to a, everything that happens then in the Matrix after that doesn't make any sense. Like nothing mm-hmm. makes any sense. We have the agents that all made sense, and mm-hmm. the agents can't be stopped. They're too powerful. No one's ever. No one. Apparently, watching Neo become a god made everybody else be like, oh, I could do that, too. And so now everybody yeah. can fight an agent. Uh, everybody, the agents suck now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a... And now there are all these other... I, I, I do like the notion of there being all these computer programs and there's a deeper world behind the Matrix. But it's done in a real dumb way. And you know that right away when you meet the Merovingian uh, this jackass French guy who like uh, has his own like like a restaurant or something where he hangs out and mm-hmm. um, and he's powerful I guess it's the Merovingian he's super powerful and uh, and then we hear the silver bullets kill uh, I guess in this I mean this is a different maybe this is a different version from our Matrix so in in their Matrix a werewolf is a white person with dreads <laughs> that's what they refer to <laughs> werewolves as because we're being implied that right. that the that the white dread guys are werewolves yeah uh, but <laughs> that's, and that's how we know that we're actually in reality and not in the Matrix is that our <laughs> werewolves are lycanthropes they're part where part wolf part man yeah they're not white guys with dreadlocks it makes sense it even like oh i understand why you call them werewolves that's um like oh okay i get it but over there it doesn't make any sense but there's just too much of an attempt there's just a lot of there's a lot of like telling rather than showing oh wait <laughs> what if it's where as in w-a-r-e like software oh oh okay that's what oh shit it's software oh no <laughs> i just <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sorry, everybody. Um, but yeah, getting a peek behind the curtain uh, does not make this place more interesting. If you gave me like, if you gave me some of these characters without really explaining them, maybe then. But then, like having the Merovingian tell me about how he can make a woman come with a cake is not again another way to make me not like the concept of sex. It's like, uh, this is, get me away from this. I mean, that happened. That this- happens in Reloaded. The Merovingian is like talking about. Making a he like makes a piece of cake. He like makes a cake that a woman makes a woman orgasm in his restaurant, and then we watch it happen oh, in code. That. Yeah, and then we like zoom in on her code pussy and watch and watch it explode with <laughs> that's code. Right. Oh, that's yeah, weird. just yeah, that, that is weird. right. You're blind. Your mind blocked that out. Uh, my, sure. my, uh, yeah, I blocked I, it out. I, I blocked was, it out. I was like, I don't need to retain that. <laughs> my mind retained it. My <laughs> mind was like, what? Why is this happening? What is going on? No. And so it's just, he just ta- he talks for like 40 minutes about that yeah. and some other stuff. And it's just like listening to this guy talk at him while they stand there wearing leather with sunglasses on inside this restaurant. And, uh, and then, um, I, yeah, nobody, yeah. And then they have a long fight scene. Where everybody's as powerful as Neo, uh, for some reason, and and uh, he he bleeds for a second, and then they fight for like another fifteen minutes, and the fight looks cool, but there's no stakes. I know Neo's not gonna get killed here. I don't even know who these weirdos are. It's just like some French guy yelling while they fight. He can't fight. 
I don't know why uh, he should be able to fight, but regardless, but he is French. He doesn't. He gives he gives women orgasms with cake like a good Frenchman. He doesn't he doesn't fight. He got like the keymaster and the gatekeeper. He got a lot of Ghostbuster concepts being like brought to the table here in in this with guy making keys. Um, I'm just real. I'm just going through this thinking about wow. There's not a good scene in this movie. There's not a good scene. <laughs> Much like the Matrix has like no bad scene really. Um, this this doesn't have a good scene. I do like the freeway fight, but it goes on way too long, and I don't care. And now, who is Morpheus now? Morpheus is fucking Neo. Morpheus can fight like Neo. Morpheus uh, used to feel some kind of concern, and like you could be killed. Morpheus apparently can't be killed. Morpheus is fucking god, uh, just like just like Neo now. Um, and so I don't I don't like that scene, especially since I see people like this is the best scene that was ever made. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any of that. So the best scene, I'm going to say that the very best scene uh, in this, uh, because I like Hugo Weaving, is even though I hate the graphics at the end of sure. it, it's going to be the first fight scene between Neo and uh, and Agent Smith. I like the reveal that Agent Smith has become a virus. It's, yeah, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good career move for him. And uh, and and Hugo Weaving doesn't need to be directed. I don't think in this movie his his lines are all kind of the same. It's really short. He just says Mister. Most of his words are just, most of his lines are just Mister. Anderson said in a cool way. So you can't really ruin it with the bad script writing. Um, so my favorite scene is that is the first half of it until it gets too computery, and I have to watch a PS2 Neo like get on a pole and like uh, swing his feet around to kick a bunch of Agent Smiths. Um, but the concept is cool. Like that yeah. fight is cool. It's now the only thing that could threaten a uh, a superpowered Neo is it's it's not a bad idea. A superpowered Neo having to fight off like a thousand Agent Smiths is uh, that's actually a fair fight. Um, so I so I like that. But I just I I uh, like thinking about that that freeway scene again and just thinking about the guy that replaced Tank. Uh, mm who Tank was replaced because Tank, I think, asked for too much money to come back. Um, Harold Perrineau. Yeah. The, uh, the, the replacement. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Harold Perrineau's great. He is great uh, he's the only good new character in, yeah. <laughs> at all. And when he's watching, when we know Neo starts to fly from far away, to we know he's going to get there in time. There is no... Mm-hmm. There's no fucking concern, and he's like, "What is that? I don't know what that is. You know what it fucking is? It's fucking Neo flying." Yeah, I think really the only fast. reason the only reason there's any stakes in this movie and the next movie is that they keep changing the rules. The filmmakers keep changing the rules, so you don't really like, there's nothing firm to stand no, on. Exactly. There's no there are there are no rules, and the other and the other reason there are no stakes in this is that Cipher's dead, and uh, we we don't get any access to delicious steaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the back in the real world, thank you, thank you. Anybody at home laughing at that? I appreciate. Yes. I yes. appreciate your uh, your consideration. Um, anyway, that's that's my that's my that's my best scene. Okay. Is the fight with Agent Smith. Well, I think it's down to us to figure out which scene is better. There you um, go. That's the third portion of this podcast. How's about I'll go, and then uh, Richard, you can wrap it up. Sounds great. And Lan can go in the middle. 
Yeah, so I'm looking at the spoon bending scene where the kid has to, to like, the, the trick is to um, realize the spoon isn't there, I think is what he says. Or she, she That's says. right. It, it says the kid, whatever kid, uh, versus the first Trinity scene, which is basically a callback to the Trinity scene that opens the first Matrix film. I guess I will go with I think the spoon scene while a little hackneyed is better it's just the the set design was just so good for um whoa is a helicopter flying over you I think so okay um yeah so I'll pick the matrix it's I think <laughs> my, my my choices were sort of negligible I think I, I the both low stakes uh picks but I'll, I'll go with the matrix um I think Keanu is really a, a a wonderful, gentle actor, and he gets to show that in that scene. So that that there there is merit to that. So yeah, go for it, Matrix. Land you're up. I agree. Keanu is a good actor. By the way, by the way, I mean it's just uh, delightful to watch. I love observing him, mm-hmm. just staring at his his beautiful face. Beautiful, beautiful. <clears throat> um, my two scenes uh best scene was car chase worst scene kung fu hand uh yes <laughs> i'll say the better one that's what i pick right i still don't know how this show works yeah yeah, yeah. Right. which that's one right. which one is better of those two yep uh the better will be the the kung fu uh training scene from matrix one as it is still iconic not really bad i was just like yeah i don't know, it was yeah. just like kind of Hard pressed to pick a thing in the thing. Yeah. Yep. Uh oh. Love making decisions about yeah. one or another. That's. I mean, that's what that's what <laughs> life's all about. Uh, for me, it's it's Neo Supermaning um, versus Neo getting into like a computer, like getting like playing a PS2 version of himself against against Agent Smith. Um, it's gonna be the Matrix. Because oh. <laughs> everything in that movie makes sense, even when he flies off, that still makes sense. Yeah, he's it's it's a great. It would be a great way to end the series. Yeah. <laughs> it would be oh, right it should have yeah, <laughs> right there it's just for a second too. It's just like all right, yeah. all right, yeah. It's like okay, I get it. Wow, just imagine all the things he's going to do now, and yeah. uh, and if you did come back and make a make a sequel, imagine if you presented challenges worthy mm-hmm. of like the the thing about this series is that it opens with a notion that you're trying to free everybody from the matrix and it ends with the notion that you're just trying to save zion yeah. um which is not the same thing <laughs> at right. all let's save these people but we'll leave all the other ones behind i don't want to save zion i want to burn that fucker to the ground i mm. do want to save other people though so imagine if instead of introducing us to just a big bunch of like shitty assholes that neo then faced it like it became more like a superman film where you have a powerful figure who now is weighed down by the need to save all these people and trying to figure out how to do it while being hindered by a weird virus agent Smith and by the computer system, which is evolving to match what he's now able to do. Like there's, there's things you could do here that would be interesting. Uh, they, I mean, maybe what I said is not interesting, but there are things that you could do that are, that are interesting that they just did not do. It would also be fascinating if that, if there was like a King Neo where Neo became some kind of a corrupted by the yes. Matrix dictator or, you know, 
What if he becomes uh, corrupted by power and Morpheus has to try yeah. to stop him? Well, there's a yeah. there's a challenge. There's a there's a movie. Morpheus has to try to stop him with Agent Smith. Oh that's, wow! That's the like a freed Smith. Like we see Neo become this villain. Um, that's interesting. And uh, the few times that Keanu has played uh, a villainous character, it's always been sort of compelling because he has within him just that that really great gentle spirit. So that would be something. Um, uh, I, I think that I I know now that because we've all picked the same movie, mm-hmm. our listeners are entitled to to a freebie. Um, now I, I was already contacted by someone about this, um, so right. I do have something to. I don't know, Richard, if you also had, but um, so because we all picked the same movie, um, we didn't pick the same scene, and that's fine. If we'd picked the same scene, boy, that would have been a great prize. Oh my god! But um, everyone is entitled, or everyone who listens, mm-hmm. if you if you find the right pharmacy, uh, you can get one travel size container of extra-strength rapid-release Tylenol. Uh, yes, that's right, those ones that come in the blue and red pills. Um, and so that's the, the, the 10 count. Again, it's the travel size. Um, I'm not sure if it was Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, uh, or Dwayne Reed that gave us this deal, but I would say try them all. Um, we are not paying for airfare. If you have to go to a different city, I know the Dwayne Reeds aren't really readily available on the West Coast. Um... Yeah, again, we can't help you as to what pharmacy uh, will honor this deal. But look, go up to the counter and say, um, blue pill, red pill, wink. <laughs> you say those three words out loud, and then um, if they charge you, then you just have to pay for it. Um, yeah. But if they say, wink, wink, red pill, red pill, then you get to go home uh, with a free 10 days, 10 yes land. <laughs> See your hand is raised. Do you get uh, any uh, kickback from this promotion, or was you know, it, did they pay you up front? Like no, I, I will say that the only the only reward that R- Richard and I get um, is just the satisfaction of knowing that we've made someone's life uh, that much better. That's right. That's right. Okay. And really, what other reward is there in this life? Also, I something to say. You should know which uh, which store is. Yeah, see, because we have this whole thing about like the reward is just the doing of the act that we don't really care about the money, and that also uh, absolves us of any uh, kind of legal um, ramifications. Yeah, we don't sign. We're not signing any. We're not signing shit. No. Like this email that George got, I was cc'd on it. It came from uh, pharmacy dot dot org. Yeah, and uh, we don't know who they were representing in the in the email. And it was that wasn't an actually it wasn't a URL it was just written on a on letterhead it just said pharmacy, pharmacy the word dot, dot and then uh-huh. org. Yep, it was came in the mail. So, so also right. you mentioned Dwayne Reed. Yeah, I feel like any New Yorkers listening, I need you to know Dwayne Reed is is owned by Walgreens. That's not like a special thing, dude. Just yeah. so you know, just want you to know. That's just a yeah. Walgreens. They Dang. own Dwayne Reed. Yes, but they're shittier than Walgreens. That is also true. <laughs> um, Where's Rite Aid fall into all this? Yeah, Rite Aid's in there. Uh, which is the, the one middle? that's which is the one that's owned by um, a very conservative? Um, probably all of them. Probably all of them, right? They're a corporation. 
Um, do y'all remember Super X? No. Maybe I don't know, I don't know that we had Southeast. Super X. Well, that was a great... That was my childhood pharmacy. Oh. Yeah, we had Thrifty Drug for the longest time. And Thrifty was great because it had an ice cream counter. And um, some Rite Aids still have the ice cream counter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can buy the uh, the ice cream gun. It makes these like conical ice cream scoops. Len, you remember that shit? They had like the best strawberry and mint chocolate chip. Those were the two best flavors. I used to get my medication at an Aaron Bros. Oh, wait. <laughs> Didn't they do framing? Yeah. And medicine. And and meds. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so anyway, I think I think on that note, we've reached the end of this episode. Maybe it was uh, a Michaels. Well, Michaels also does framing. Michaels also does framing. I think Michaels even more famously does framing. <laughs> Stater Brothers, maybe? Oh, yeah, Stater Brothers. <laughs> um, well, I'd like to thank everybody for listening as as me, Richard. Uh, sorry. If you, if you ever hear that on the podcast, if you hear that sound, which will come up occasionally, it's the toilet in one of the bathrooms. It's, mm. uh, it's just the water refilling the tank. Um, it goes on for a while. And now we cut some music. Yeah,